NBA Brazil Twitter has taken it to a completely different level, and I, I think they need to be stopped. It's it's a real problem. I don't know what to do with it. I don't I don't know what to say about it. Welcome back to Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, presented to you by Blazing. Bloody Mary mix by Zing Zang and these celebrity mint. We'll get into our sponsors later. I'm rocking a solo pod today. Technical difficulties and scheduling conflicts have prevented me from having a co-host tonight, but NBA content never sleeps. So why should you? Why should I? I have one question for everyone that's listening to this podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, just been on Twitter. It's the it's it's accessible sometimes with NBA Twitter, but it's become incredibly strange and incredibly dark. It's becoming a real problem. If you haven't already, uh, I don't know if I suggest this, but go check out any of the NBA Brazil Twitter accounts. It gets pretty crazy. AI has overtaken NBA Twitter, and NBA Brazil has ran just full speed with it. If you haven't looked at any of the Timberwolves Brazil NBA accounts, it's uh, it's strange. It's uh, It's a crazy time. There's a lot of strange things going on on NBA Brazil Timberwolves. They they do weird things with wolves and uh, the slob wizard is the only way to to really tell you what it really is. Uh, it's uh, it's tough to look at to say the least. NBA Brazil Twitter has taken it to a completely different level, and I I think they need to be stopped. It's it's a real problem. I don't know what to do with it. I don't I don't know what to say about it without being too graphic on this podcast. This is a family friendly podcast, by the way. I I know it is. But NBA Brazil Twitter accounts, they, they need to be stopped for once and for all. It's over. We've, we've got to stop it. This segment is brought to you by Zing Zing. Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. If you haven't already, go try that out. Blazing Bloody Mary Mix is awesome. It's got a, it's a nice tang. It's a nice kick to your Blazing Bloody Mary. Um, Zing Zing, we've, we've loved them for a while. We've had them for a while. Uh, Zing Zing are our best friends. But the Blazing Bloody Mary Mix, you can get it in a pre-made bottle. With the vodka and the mix already ready to go, all you got to do is pour it into a glass of ice, add a strip of bacon and some celery, call it a day. There's your Blazing Bloody Mary. Go check that out on Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, your brunch, your dinner. It's about to get cold. Blazing Bloody Mary is going to cook you up. Zing, zang, zang responsibly. Shout out to Zing, zang for sponsoring this segment. Is it too early to talk about the MVP? Is it too early to talk about the NBA MVP? I think NBA. In America, other than Toronto, which is in Canada, but basically America, is running into a real European problem. Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo. They're uh, probably top three, top five NBA players, and they're just running amok. They're they're better than pretty much everyone on the court. It's the craziest thing to watch them play basketball. Uh, they're all incredible. Luka was off to the hottest start you could have in the first three games of the season. He was averaging like 39 I don't know, 10 and 10, pretty pretty much a triple-double with 39 points. Not bad. Not bad at all. He's since tailed off a little bit, but hasn't tailed off too much. Like, he's still scoring over 20 points and getting pretty close to a triple-double while shooting around 40-something percent from three. Not bad. Not bad if you're Luka Doncic or Dallas Mavericks fan. Nikola Jocic is averaging 27, 14, and 8. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. The Nuggets are a problem. They are incredibly good, incredibly talented, and incredibly cohesive unit. And they've lost a couple of pieces, but they've they've just kind of got a rhythm, and they it's hard to beat them. Although the Timberwolves, 
if Timberwolves beat him. But Jokic looks every bit as good as he has in the past, and he he won two back-to-back MVPs. He should have probably won last year, maybe. I don't really care about the scoring title for Joel Embiid. Like, that doesn't move the needle for the NBA MVP conversation for me. But Nikola Jokic is kind of in the LeBron era, like 2010s LeBron, where he won the MVP four times in a row, and they're like, ah, he's good. He doesn't need any more. Jokic has only won two. I, I think he should have won last year. Maybe he wins again this year, but the voter fatigue is a real thing. And Jokic should win. He's in, the best player in the NBA by far. He's the most valuable player in the NBA by far. He's going to probably lead his team to the most wins in the NBA. Around 60, I would have to assume. The West is difficult, but the, the Nuggets are just steamrolling teams other than the Timberwolves, which was a weird, weird game. Uh, defensive metrics on them. Timberwolves are interesting, but Jokic is running the NBA. He's very much in the MVP conversation and someone I want to throw in there. If they keep it up, they keep the winning pace and this guy continues to rise. He's in his like third or fourth year now. Um, He's incredibly good. He's incredibly talented. He's an interesting player. He, He runs downhill. He's physical. Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. If they keep this up and they get a top three seed in the West, What's stopping Anthony Edwards from becoming an MVP candidate? I, I don't I don't know what it is. He's going to score enough points. He's going to have plenty of assists. He's going to do it all. He, he does it all. He's a leader of the NBA in the young kid category. He's going to be fun. He's incredibly fun to watch. And he's cocky. He talks shit. I love him. I love him tremendously. I hate that he's not on my favorite team. But Anthony Edwards, if they end up being that top three, top four team in the West, I don't, I don't see why... Anthony Edwards would not be a part of the MVP conversation. And the the Timberwolves are a whole other conversation that we won't get into today. But I don't know. I I have a feeling Anthony Edwards is going to make that leap. He's going to be up there in the conversation. Jay Gilders Alexander with OKC, obviously, is someone you got to talk about. Joel Embiid, if the Sixers are that good. Jason Tatum, they're going to win a lot of games. Jason Tatum's the best player on the best Eastern Conference team. That's a conversation to have. I don't know. The MVP is always interesting. We're a week and a half into the season. Like, we're seven games in eight games for some teams. It's never too early about talk about the MVP. My pick is Luka Doncic. I, I, if they make the playoffs, top six seed, he's going to average somewhere around 30 points, somewhere around 10 rebounds, and somewhere around 10 assists. I think they're going to win a lot of games. They they seem cohesive this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a biased pick, but I'm taking Luka. He's got to win it eventually, right? He's got to win it eventually. I, I just don't see why he wouldn't win it eventually. Segment two is presented to you by The Celebrity Mint. They create these awesome gold and silver tokens of guys like Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, woo, and some other people that are on the way. Uh, the Celebrity Mint, go follow them on social media. They are new to Twitter as well, The Celebrity Mint on there, and Instagram, go check their stuff out. They've got all kinds of cool coins, cool collector's items. Go check them out. We love The Celebrity Mint here with Apollo Media. Let's have a mid-off. Let's just have a mid-off. Some NBA teams are having mid-offs. In the Eastern Conference, it's just, what do these teams have to look forward to? The Wizards and the Hornets. I, I just don't see the Wizards. Uh, that's a that's a whole thing. Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, that's all you've got. And it's like, it, why would I want that? I, I don't know. I don't know why I would want that. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you why someone would be excited about that. Think they would hit the over in their win total this season. I have no idea why anyone would pick that. They aren't good. Jordan Poole is hitting or not hitting. 
he's not hitting threes. He he chucks it up and pulls the swaggy P and turns around, looks at the bench like he just drained it right in their faces like Steph Curry. Uh, buddy, you're not Steph Curry. It's not your game. It's not not for you. You don't have to do that. You're not a splash bro. You're not the the third splash bro anymore. You you already won your ring. Now you're in Washington making a lot of money. Have fun, but don't 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 be too cocky with it. You know the Wizards. I, I don't know what they have to look forward to other than tanking and hopefully getting a good pick. Which who's even in this draft because they should have done it last year and traded Bradley Beal earlier to have a shot at Victor Wembanyama. They missed. They missed by that much. Just by that much. Um, Wimby is not in this upcoming draft. I don't know who is. Couldn't tell you who is. Um, not great. Not great. Nothing to really look forward to with them and with the Hornets. You gave Lamella Ball like a bajillion dollars, and I get like you can't give them away, but you also could just let them be a restricted free agent and let them sign the offer letter after that. I I don't know what we were doing. Lamella Ball is a very talented NBA player. He will get hot. He did it against the Mavericks the other night, scored 21 of his 28 points in the fourth quarter, I believe. He went off. He was awesome. He's a super tall athletic point guard that can play defense if he so chooses to, which he showed off against Tyrese Halliburton in a game-winning steal. And then he kicked the ball off the court. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Is he worth 200 and how many ever million dollars that you gave him? Prove it. I don't know. I don't think he is yet. Could be wrong. So nothing really to look forward with him. Uh, Brandon Miller could be good. I have a lot of faith in Brandon Miller, uh, weirdly enough, because of his situation at Alabama last year where some things happened. Police were involved. He comes out on the court. Opposing fans are chanting at him terrible things. Um, we won't get into all that. But he put up 40 that night in Alabama. He's He's kind of a dog kind of a dog so maybe Brandon Miller something you look forward to I don't know that he's the one that I'm going to look forward to the most Ah, there's just nothing with the Hornets Michael Jordan's not your owner anymore so maybe you get better maybe that's something you look forward to but the Wizards and the Hornets two mid teams in the east if I'm one of them I'm taking the Hornets over the Wizards for a future outlook perspective the Hornets have LaMelo at which could be really good or could be like fine Either way, it's not the worst. And Brandon Miller, I just have a lot of faith in. I think he's a dog. And it looks like right now they were right in not taking Scoot Henderson because Scoot Henderson hasn't really done too much this season. I don't know. I don't know. It's gross. They're having a mid-off. And in the West, oh, brother. Oh, brother. If you're the Blazers, no Damian Lillard. Jeremy Grant gets $160 million. You now have DeAndre Ayton on your team. The vibes the vibes are down. The vibes are real down if you're a Portland Trailblazers fan. You just gave up your franchise, and you, you got some pieces back. You got some picks. You got some things that you could trade off, which you already have a little bit with Drew Holiday. Uh, it's just gross. It's gross if you're a Blazers fan. No one really wants to watch your team anyway, and now that Damian Lillard's there, no one's watching your game. Scoot Henderson hasn't lived up to the hype. Just yet, we're six, seven, eight games into the season, so it's not too bad. It's it's hard to write Scoot Henderson off two weeks into the season. We can't do that. But he hasn't looked like what we thought he was going to look like coming into the NBA. He was awesome in the G League. He was scoring points, mid-range master, downhill, 
Russell Westbrook kind of archetype. It was awesome. It was fun to look at the highlights and, and watch and get excited about Scoot Henderson coming to Portland and potentially being paired up with Damian Lillard, although we know that doesn't work. And now Damian Lillard's gone. Got DeAndre Ayton in there, who is the ultimate vibe killer that we've seen in the NBA recently. Just ultimate vibe killer. The Suns hated him. Everyone on the Suns hated him. It's the craziest thing. Incredible rebounder can put up 18 and 10, 18 and 12. Night in, night out. Vibe killer. Doesn't matter. Vibe killer. So if you're Portland, you got Scoot, and you got future picks and that you could do pick swaps and trades and all that kind of stuff with. So I, I guess like you've got Scoot and picks to look forward to. That, that's okay. If you're the Utah Jazz on the other side of being a mid-off, you had pieces last year. You kind of brought everybody back. And it's it's fine, it's fine. It's kind of mid. That what are we what are we talking about? Uh, Utah, like it's fine. I'm not really interested in Utah. Louis Marketing, he's fun sometimes. Jordan Clarkson off the bench, he's pretty fun sometimes. What you do have to look forward to if you're Utah is that Danny Ainge is your GM and running the running the show there in Utah. The man will just swindle anyone out of picks or just make the most lopsided trade in history. Danny Ainge is a mastermind GM, so if you have him on your on your side, not bad. Not not a bad gig to have. Not a bad gig to have Danny Ainge as your GM. If I'm a Jazz fan, that's what I'm pointing at. I'm like, okay, well, we got that guy. He could do things. He, he can do things to put things on a court and make things look good. Sure, you've got a good coach. You've got a good GM. Go get yourself a piece. I don't know who you're going to get because Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are both gone. But you got tons of picks coming your way. Ori Markkinen's fine. He's good. Like he could be really good sometimes, and then other times he's fine. Walker Kessler, he's fun to watch. Kind of redundant, I think, but like he's fun. I don't know. Utah, it, it's mid. It's just mid. Like nothing moves me with them other than Danny Ainge being your uh, GM. That's scary to other teams. It's very scary to other teams if Danny Ainge is your is the opposing GM. So if you're the Blazers or the Jazz, who am I looking forward to more? Uh, probably the Jazz. you got more picks to work with. You've got just a buku of picks. Like you can do anything you want uh, after the Gobert and Donovan Mitchell trades. So in that mid-off, I'm going with the Jazz. In the original mid-off, I'm going with the Hornets because the Wizards have proved that it's never going to work out, and the Hornets have also proved that, but less so than the Wizards. I don't know. Blazers and Jazz. It's all just gross. There's... It's just gross. I don't know. There's a lot of mid-off teams to go along with the incredible teams that we have in the NBA. But there's a lot of parodies. So, like, if you're mid, it's not really your fault. It's not really your fault. Segment three. We're going to talk about the biggest off-season additions and subtractions to certain teams, certain players. They moved across the NBA to another squad. There's been a lot of really good additions this year. A lot of teams... If you're a Houston Rockets fan, you're very excited about Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet. Dylan Brooks more so I think you're thrilled with in a weird way. Like a lot of Rockets fans and the Summit boys will tell you that they were questioning it. They didn't know if it was going to work out, if it was going to be a good thing. If he, is he going to be a culture killer or is he just going to be taking too many shots and taking away shots from Jabari Smith Jr. or Alperen Shingun? Was What was Dylan Brooks going to end up being like for the Rockets and Ime Udoka being your head coach is another addition to the Rockets that it's interesting. 
because we didn't know if he should be a head coach due to off the court actions. And all of a sudden he is your head coach, but he has a great culture on the court. Not saying anything about off the court on the court. Pretty good. Makes a great defense, uh, gets the players to buy in. And it took Boston a few months to buy in. And the Rockets started off 0-3. And we're like, oh, not great. Not good. You spent a lot of money and got a new head coach and nothing's happening in the first three games. Now they're 3-3. and They're currently playing, recording this on Wednesday, November 8th at 7.56 p.m. They're playing currently against the Lakers. Um, so who, who's to know what happens? You tell me what happens in the comments. That would be great. But Dylan Brooks has been everything and more that Rockets could have hoped for. He's shooting, I don't know, in the 50s, 60s of for 60% from three-point line. He's just been money, and he plays defense. He plays hard. He creates a culture. I think he's a defensive anchor for those who aren't great at defense on the Rockets, like Jalen Green, Alperin Changun. They haven't been the best in the past. I think the system is helping out a ton. Dylan Brooks has been awesome for the Rockets. I, I'm incredibly surprised. Hand up. I'm surprised. Dylan Brooks, incredible for the Rockets. And if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, you're sitting around there being like, what happened? What happened? You get Marcus Smart, who is what you would think probably the better version of Dylan Brooks. Probably shoots it a little bit better. He plays just as good defense. He can be a combo guard, kind of play small forward. He can defend the one through four positions. Marcus Smart's awesome. He's a dog. He fits right into the grit and grind model. And for some reason, it's not working. They're one and six. Um, You never want to see Marcus Smart just like crying after game. You can't see that. I don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. Everyone loves Marcus Smart. Or if you don't, you respect Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart going to Memphis was like a match made in heaven. And obviously, no John Morant, no Dylan Brooks. I, I don't know what's going on in Memphis. They're one and six. I think they're playing tonight, Wednesday night. One and six, start to the season. You can't do that. It's hard to survive a season when you lose so many games at the front end. Look at the Lakers. They they bounced back last season. Who were they? Five and ten, two and ten. I can't even remember how they started the season last year. It was awful. They bounced back, made some great trades at the deadline, did a lot of things to shake up the team, and they bounced back in the latter half. They can do that. John Moran comes back after 25 games. We're seven games in, 25-game suspension. It's a matchup with Marcus Smart, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. You think they can carry the load before he gets back, but one six start, you can't do that. And Dylan Brooks might be a huge part of that. I don't know. But he's been awesome for the Rockets, and the Grizzlies have stunk. One and one makes two, if you ask me. Another awesome subtra- – uh, not subtraction, but addition. Another awesome addition – was Grant Williams to the Dallas Mavericks. He he left Boston. Boston moved some pieces around to free up money and do some crazy things, which we'll get into here in a second. But Grant Williams has been the vocal culture leader in the clubhouse for the Dallas Mavericks, who have desperately missed that last season. They were, the vibes were off last year. They weren't good. They weren't making shots. They weren't playing defense like they were the year before when they went to the Western Conference Finals. Jalen Brunson was a huge, huge deficit missing for the Dallas Mavericks last season. And Grant Williams, I think, is starting to fill that role a little bit. He's uh, he's able to just yell at people and get away with it. And he's, he's a defensive anchor. He knows where people are going. And Derek Lively has also helped out with this in the center position. But Grant Williams has been awesome. And he sits in the corner, shoots threes, like 55%. 
He thinks he should make more. I agree. You should make more. This is awesome. Make as many threes as you want. Grant Williams, you've been everything I could have imagined and hoped for with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Much like Dylan Brooks for the Rockets, he's filling the same kind of holes. Culture, defense, three-point shooting. What more could you ask from the guy? Grant Williams has been incredible for the Dallas Mavericks. I want more. I love it. I need it. It's awesome. Another incredible addition for a team in the West. The Phoenix Suns added Bradley Beal, who is making his season debut tonight, Wednesday night, November 8th, for the Suns, but he hasn't played. Hasn't played. He's been hurt. How is it going to work? No one knows. Everyone's asking the questions. I don't know if he's an addition. just don't know. It's uh, hadn't played at all. He like barely did any preseason. I don't think he did do any preseason. I don't know. He's been hurt the whole time. Can he can he fill that void in the offense where the Phoenix Suns are? I think they're like three and four. They're not very good yet, but they haven't played together. Devin Booker's been hurt. Kevin Durant has just tried to carry this team of people that they got off the street because they had to fill the roster up with pennies because they spent all of their money and their luxury tax on three superstar offensive weapons which only one of them can really play defense. And Kevin Durant is older. How long can he play defense? Bradley Beal, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're doing. Who are you? Where are you? I want to see you perform. I want to see you do things for the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns spent a lot of money this offseason. Are they going to get anything out of it? Who's to say? Who's to say? I guess we'll have to see. Time will tell. Two weeks into the season. This is a little bit overreactions, but the last incredible addition this offseason that happened happened a lot later Chris Porzingis, he comes in in kind of the beginning of the summer and everyone's like ah okay Boston Celtics add Chris Porzingis, and he's like the prototypical Boston Celtic I don't have to say much more there you you look at Chris Porzingis and tell me that I'm wrong he's a prototypical Boston Celtic they get rid of Marcus Smart they add Chris Tapps, and you're like okay not bad. You got a power forward and he can kind of defend the paint. He can hit spot up three point shots, which is kind of the Boston MO right now. Just shoot threes and make them. They're making a lot of them, turns out. And then later in the season, or later in the offseason, sorry, Damian Lillard gets traded, Drew Holiday, then gets rerouted back to Boston. And all of a sudden, they have an incredible starting five Derek White, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Tesforzingis. Oh, Oh, it's such a good starting five. I hate that Boston has it. And I hate that Chris Porzingis is in Boston because it fits so well and it makes so much more sense. I just hate it. I hate everything about it. Um, Chris Tapps and Drew Holiday have been awesome. They've been playing great defense. Um, their offense has been pretty good. Turns out they can score like 150 whenever they really want because they're shooting and making threes at an astronomical rate. But... Chris Hapsworzingis, Drew Holiday, adding to the Boston Celtics makes them easily the favorite in the East. I just don't know of another team that can outright beat them at this point. Celtics are great, great, great. Chris Hapsworzingis has been awesome. He's been just nailing threes. His offensive game looks so much better than it did when he was with Dallas or even New York. He's been fun to watch. Drew Holiday is just a defensive anchor that can play offense as well, make shots when he kind of wants to even if he doesn't want to he, he'll try but he's a great facilitator great defender great rebounder great additions that that's 
those are the highlights of the offseason additions and subtractions that I saw, that I've noticed. Again, thank you for bearing with me. This has been a solo podcast. This has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, presented to you by Zing Zang, Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix, and The Celebrity Mint. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about on Sunday. We're going to move this show to twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays is when release days will be. Hit us up on YouTube at Apollo HOU. Follow us on social medias at Apollo HOU. We're on all of them. Thank you for listening. Shout out to our sponsor, Zing Zang and the Celebrity Mint. This has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast. <laughs>